Hi, everyone. Welcome to the MBA Insider Podcast. I am your host, Al D, and the author of MBA Insider. This podcast is for career-driven professionals looking for advice on how to grow their careers by leveraging the skills, experiences, and knowledge gained from an MBA degree. In each episode, I'll give you a look into the business school experience, along with practical tips, career advice, and real-life stories to help professionals grow their careers. Welcome to the MBA Insider Podcast. My name is Al D. I'm the host of the MBA Insider Podcast and the founder of MBAschool.com. Today, I'm excited because I have with me uh, Janine Vernon, who is the director of the North, at North America at the MBA Tour. And we're going to talk to Janine just a little bit about the MBA Tour. Obviously, events this year have been really uh, interesting and unique, but I want to hear how they're doing and what she is seeing. And I know that will be of interest to a lot of our audience who are prospective candidates. So first and foremost, Janine, um, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm really excited to talk to you. I always like to start, though, just by doing a little warm-up question. And so we'll just sure. love to know, what what are you watching right now on Netflix or Hulu or Disney Plus? Or what are you reading? How are you spending your time passing the time? Thank you, Al, for having me here. This is super exciting for me to be able to share some of my experiences and be there. To, I always like to consider myself a consultant and advice giver. So Thank you for having me. And that's a great question. I would love to be say I'd love to, I'd love to say that I'm reading something fantastic, but I find myself just not having that same amount of time or energy before bed to read. But I will say somehow I find the time at night to watch my Netflix and whatnot. So my husband and I actually just finished. So we're in that weird in between series. Uh, we just finished Ozark which was very interesting to me. Very, it's probably not a right before bed series, but it was a lot of fun. So right now we're looking for the next thing. And I think we're going to start. I've heard a lot about The Crown. So we haven't done The Crown yet. And, and people are in shock that we haven't done that. But it's won all the awards and seems right up our alley. So I think that's coming next. That sounds like a, a great way to pass some time moving forward. So uh, great, right. great choice. Great yeah, choice. Yeah. We like to put in a little bit of reality here and there, a little bit For of sure. our medical dramas in of between course. now that things are coming back. But I'm really excited because everyone's been talking about it for some time. So curious to see what all the buzz is about. For sure. Great. Thank you for sharing that. I would love to know just a little bit more about who you are and maybe a little bit of your background before I have you talk about the MBA tour. Yeah, I'm happy to. Absolutely. So I have spent my entire adult career in higher education. I think for me, I just had a really positive experience as a student and there was something about that learning environment and the campus feeling. So I was always really drawn to higher education. So I've spent the last 15 years or so in higher ed mostly in graduate management education with a little bit of a, a stint with some healthcare. So I started after grad school working for a school in Maryland, more on the student services with MBA students. And then from there had a, a quick stint in some career counseling, again, with some MBA and undergrad business. So that was really special to me. And then I actually switched and that's when I worked in healthcare, but it got me into for a healthcare school. It's always been education, always been a university. That got me into admissions and the recruitment, the admission side of things. And I really fell in love with that because I found I had that ability to consult with students, to help fit, find the fit for them in terms of what the next step was in their career, which is what somebody was able to give me when that got me into higher education. So that was pretty cool. And then from there... 
I realized I loved the admissions and recruiting side of things, but I really missed that business side of things. I took the jump, which was really what got me into this role right here. And I spent about seven years working as in recruitment and admissions for a school outside of Boston, working with their MBA and with their specialized master's candidates. And that was where I saw my whole career come together and say, it's giving me the business side of things. It's giving me the admissions and recruitment side of things. And I had that moment where I'm like, this is the right fit for me. So I did that for about seven years, really got to grow in that career, got to learn, got to travel, got to meet so many amazing people truly all over the world. And then this opportunity came to work with the MBA tour and to take a step back from working directly with candidates and with students and to work a little bit more on the business side of things and work with my colleagues that I sort of have been traveling with as recruiters and to be more a little bit on the business side of things and to be able to have a bigger picture look at it. So that's what got me into my role at the MBA tour. I was a client of the MBA tour when I was a recruiter, so I was familiar with it. So it was a really nice step for me to be able to take a step back and to be able to make a little bit more influence on the industry as opposed to just working directly with candidates. And the beauty is now I get to work with my former colleagues. I get to still work with candidates and I get to be part of something that's a lot bigger, which is an evolving industry, that's for sure. Thank you for sharing your background, and I can definitely appreciate and understand why you enjoyed college and school yeah. so much and found ways to stay in the the industry, so to speak, and to see it from a couple different vantage points. But I would love for you to maybe sure. talk a little bit about the vantage point you're seeing it from right now with the MBA tour. So tell yeah. us a little bit more about the MBA tour and maybe your role there. Absolutely. So I work specifically with the MBA tour on, I work most closely with the, the universities as their account manager and sort of a sales and, and customer service side of things. The MBA tour itself, we, wow, we've just, we've really evolved a lot um, over time, especially as you can imagine in these last, you know, few years. But the MBA tour itself has actually been around since 1993. We started out, there was a need when the person who started the company. And when it first evolved, I really saw this need where there was, you had schools that were trying to recruit candidates and candidates who were trying to find the right fit for them. And there was, you know, a gap. There was a couple of opportunities for fairs and for meeting face to face. But at the end of the day, something like this is a, seriously a relationship industry. And I think the way the MBA has evolved over time, it's really, I think, starting certainly around that time in the early to late 90s, where it's less about scores or GPAs. The MBA has really evolved into, again, a relationship degree. So the piece that was missing, I think, from a lot of these recruitment, the recruitment process was the ability to connect schools and candidates. So the MBA tour came in to fill a need that was, it was being met a little bit, but there was more opportunity to really personalize this, to make the connections between candidates and schools so that they can have more engagement with one another, to personalize the experience, to go beyond just GMAT scores, GPAs, what a resume says, right? And to really bring life to the experience. We had done that, really started to grow. It started with a major focus actually in Latin America. Obviously, we have a huge focus on North America, but really have turned into this global industry with anywhere from 30 to you know 70, depending on the, the time of year, events globally around the world. So we're, we're all over pretty much every continent 
every time zone you can imagine is what we turned into. And then back in 2019, so a couple of years ago, the MBA tour was actually acquired by the Graduate Management Admission Council. So most students who are listening to this know GMAC as the, the organization that offers the GMAT exam, but they're certainly, we are certainly much bigger than that in terms of what we're there for. Research, certainly assessments, of course, but what they were hoping to do was really grow this branch that related more to student recruitment services. The MBA tour was acquired by GMAT along with our sister organization out of the UK, Business Because. And we developed this arm of GMAC called GMAC Connect that really does focus on student recruitment services and really helping to match the talent of candidates with the school's organizations and really find that those two really found a marriage for one another because fit at the end of the day is so important about the MBA and GME journey. And for us, what we really want to do is personalize that experience and show that it's not just an application. It's just not an applicant, again, with a GPA or a GMAT score, that there really is more about fit and experience. And, and that's really where we come in to make sure that those two things don't go unmatched and that they, they find one another. Thank you for sharing that background. One of the things that always amazes me is just in terms of the MBA tour and just how it really is all over the world and so global. And obviously, as I think about the world over the past year, we've definitely had a lot of challenges particularly in the business of providing those in-person experiences to connect candidates and applicants with schools. And we'd love for you to maybe talk just about that. What's it been like for you? How has that experience been? Oh my gosh, it has been wild, to say the least. So it's been super hectic, but it's really opened up this incredible opportunity for us too. People, we're in a, a place where, you know, as the world is, right, where we're, we're very virtually focused. You know, last March, going on a year now, when all of this Hit, we were in the middle of a really successful, actually, really successful spring tour. So the MBA tour has, has two seasons where we offer essentially tours of the MBA recruitment events. So one during winter, spring, usually between January and March, and one summer, fall, so usually June to September or October. So we were winding down our spring tour and I remember we had some of our staff members were in Latin America executing our Latin, one of our Latin America events. I think it was Peru. And we had to cancel it because things just kept stemming and stemming up and up and getting more serious. And obviously we had to prioritize safety. So we had to cancel some events for actually had to cancel the rest of our spring season for those last couple of weeks in March. And then we had to figure out what happens with summer. Now, remember, this is when everything was unknown. Schools were supposedly closing for two weeks. People were going to work from home for the next three weeks. We really didn't know what to expect moving forward. So we had to stay really in tune with what was happening in the world and ultimately decided that as we were planning for our summer and fall events, there was no way that we could execute in-person events safely. Our option was to either say, hey, let's put a pause on our business. Or let's find a way to meet the need of what's happening right now and turn our business into the, these virtual events. So we were really fortunate to have an amazing team just between the MBA tour and GMAC who took what we offered in person and to be able to really execute that quite successfully in the virtual space. 
So we did a lot of research in finding a platform partner, somebody who can who really focused on the conference space and virtual events in general. We wanted to make sure it was a dynamic experience, that it wasn't flat for the candidates, and that everything that we offered in person, so the ability to gather materials, if you're doing so a little passively, if you were a little bit further out in the process, or the ability to engage in, engage in small groups, which was definitely a benchmark of our events, to be able to engage with recruiters and admissions folks and alumni in small groups. We wanted to make sure that was an option still. We have some really amazing presentations that we, we focus on. So we wanted to make sure we were able to execute all of those elements in the virtual space. So I would say the first couple of months were really about us focusing on finding the right platform to be able to do this and really making sure we could hold you know, true to our mission and to what we were trying to offer both the candidates and the schools themselves. So we went through our, our summer season and went through to about October, November this past year. We learned a lot. There was no question. There was certainly some. It's, it's tough to constantly be in the virtual environment. Candidates really enjoyed it. They really enjoyed the fact that they could still have that engaging experience between, you know, multiple schools and gather the information and feel like they were sitting in on a presentation they were the way they were in person and get that same information by sitting in the safety of their home as they would if they were going to one of our, our conferences in person. So it was really, it was nice for us to be able to have the support where we could execute in the virtual space. We learned a lot of lessons and perfected some of the opportunities and were able to be a little bit more innovative coming into our spring events, offering more opportunities for candidates to not only meet with the schools to learn more about the schools themselves, but also to learn some soft skills. So we now are able to offer some workshops and things that really allow people to use this time. That's the, in some ways, downtime of not being out and exploring to really be introspective and think about perfecting their skills and gathering, making sure that just because things are a little shaky right now with what's happening in the world, that doesn't mean you're putting your life and your career on hold. So we're really excited to have had a very successful season last season. We're in the middle of a very successful season this spring with a couple more events to come. And it's just instead of sitting in a hotel in a ballroom, we're sitting in the safety of our home, but we're still making sure at the end of the day, our mission is accomplished in getting those schools and those candidates connected. That's great. Thank you for giving us some more context to that. Would love to maybe hear a little bit more just about what are you hearing from some of the students or prospective students who yeah. you, you uh, came to your events in the fall or, or, or this spring? What kind of feedback were they giving you? Or, or even just what were the types of questions were they asking? Were they the similar types of questions? Were they different? Absolutely. In terms of the candidate experience for the events themselves, they really liked having the options, right? So it wasn't specifically if I'm ready to hit apply, or I'm ready to put myself right in front of a recruiter. It's not solely geared for that person. It's also geared for the person who's still in the information gathering stages. Realistically, one of the stats that I find fascinating about the GME um, or the graduate management um, it, you know, education experience is that on average, from the time someone you know gets the idea of an MBA or a master's in the head in their head to the time they actually start a program, can be upwards of about three years. So you see people at all points of the funnel where they're ready to hit apply, and those people who had just started entering their head and they're just looking for the information gathering. 
So people really appreciated the fact that they could go to these events, not necessarily feel like they were bombarded, right, by people saying, let me tell you about my school, let me tell you about my school, but they could still gather the materials and engage in chat or engage in, you know, a video experience if they felt ready for that. So it really was gearing itself towards all stages of the process. One of the things we also got, you know, some really positive feedback about was we set up we set up an opportunity for candidates to connect with one another because that is something that we've heard time and time again and we really started to put a lot of effort to this time last year when we were still in person and it really took off they want to be able to engage with each other. Everybody who's who's listening here has something in common, right? So they want these opportunities to start building their network because at the end of the day, again, this is a relationship field and, and we really learn from one another. So we built that into the platform as well. So we really had um, some positive feedback on the fact that there were these different opportunities and there was sort of something for everyone depending on what they were looking at. There's no question that certainly something that came up quite a bit is just how things have had to change in this in the world of, of COVID. One of the things that we started doing with our virtual events last season was putting in a keynote speaker who was really talking not just to the application process of getting an MBA or specialized master's, but really what it's like to pursue a degree during this time of uncertainty. Because there's a lot of value that you gain from getting a degree during this tumultuous time that I think employers at the end of the day are really going to value, right? So we really tried to focus on that and pulling in some of the positive points of pursuing a degree during this time and really having people, you know, see the inspiration and see why, you know, using this time to further their education was a really, was a good choice. Lots of questions as it relates to how does it work for the in-person? Of course, there's more logistical questions than I think there have ever been in the past, which is makes sense. The, those are the smart questions to ask because you need to be able to picture yourself in this environment for the next year, two years, whatever it might be. Certainly a lot of, of focus on that from the, the candidates in terms of them picturing themselves pursuing a degree logistically during the time of COVID. Yeah, for sure. It's a big investment and that makes a ton of sense. I'd also love to hear also what you're hearing from schools on the other side of the equation. What's the feedback you're getting from admissions and recruiting teams? Absolutely. I think it's, they say innovation that comes from necessity. So we're, we are hearing that schools are being for, forced to be a little bit more innovative in their delivery models. And at the end of the day, the one thing that I've been so impressed with the schools that we've worked with, and we work with, again, schools all over the world, large, small, public, private, it is how they have truly responded to this pandemic and making sure, again, at the end of the day, we are there, they are there for the candidates. And the fact that we can't be together in person, making sure that does not impede the process of somebody pursuing this degree if it fits in with their life. And I think that's fantastic because if someone you really want to nurture, if somebody really wants to take this degree and learn the skills, you really want to be there to offer that no matter what's happening. Some might argue that now more than ever is the time to do that. So I've really been impressed with how schools have been committed to making sure that candidates get their needs met. And it's beyond just the classroom, learning about finance, real estate, learning about management, learning. It's beyond just learning about those core subjects. What I've really seen schools be very committed to is figuring out how they can keep that personal aspect to it. 
again, the networking, the building of the relationships and things like that. There's no question. It's not the same as if you're sitting in a classroom with someone, but at the same time, a big part of the MBA is that relationship piece. And I think schools have really been forced to be more innovative. And at the end of the day, this is so tough and such a difficult time that we're living through. I think the silver lining is it's forcing us you know, to think outside of ourselves. It's forcing schools to think, how can I be more innovative in offering things to candidates? It's forcing candidates to be more intro- introspective, to say, what do I really want? Instead of just going through the motions of my day-to-day, I think a lot of people are really being much more introspective to say, you know what, these next couple of years are going to pass no matter what. Now's a great time for me to gain these skills and to get this education so that you know, I can pursue, not to sound corny, but really I can pursue my dreams and take this next step in my life. So it really has been a silver lining of what is otherwise obviously a a very tragic situation. And it's forcing people to be more innovative, introspective, and showing us what we are truly capable of as as a a society. And I, I have to say, oftentimes I think, again, very tragic what we're all going through, but in some ways we're so fortunate that now is the time that we are going through it when Thank goodness we have technology to support these large classes and internships and learn, you know, things that we can really replicate from the safety of our own home. It's really not, it's it's different, but it's not impeding our ability to further ourselves, which is pretty cool. Yeah, no, absolutely. would love to know, what does the spring look like for you? I know you mentioned you've learned a lot, obviously, but what do your events look like this spring and, and how have you evolved them as well? We have evolved quite a bit in that we give schools the opportunity to pick and choose now from the different components that we offer. So whether they just want to have a booth where a candidate can come by and that there's not a video presence, but it gives them the ability to download the materials, to have a live chat whether they want to have small group meetings, because every school is trying to gain something different, but at the same time, still trying to build those relationships. If they want to engage in a a presentation, or if they just want to be able to meet with candidates and having more of those, some of the soft skill development. So that's, that's been an addition for the spring that we haven't had in the past. So candidates can come and not only gain the information from the schools themselves, but also engage in a resume Um, review workshops so that they're building their resume to be able to position themselves in, you know, as positive a, a light as possible. So it's not just about gathering information about a school itself specifically, but it's really about gaining information about the admissions process and really, again, positioning themselves in a great way. And we're looking for the future to possibly add in um, additional soft skills workshops for candidates where they can do mock interviews and really practice to, to make sure that they're, you know, putting their best foot forward. So right now we're about a little more than halfway through our season. We have an event tomorrow in Western Africa. So we have Western Africa and then Eastern Africa and the Middle East next week. And then we have our event for our European candidates the following week. And then we close out the season at the end of um, March with our Latin America event. So we kicked off spring, which was really winter, with our events in India and North America. 
and then we hit both North Asia and Southeast Asia. So what we try to do is in each of these events, it's bringing in schools from around the world, but we try to focus the, the events for candidates in those locations, similar to how we would do in person. Now, in person, we would do, of course, city specific, but here what we're doing because we're in the virtual space and we have the ability to do so is we're doing it more, more regionally based. So candidates from an entire region can come. And we also find that's been really beneficial for, again, that candidate to candidate networking as well. So we've got a few more weeks in the spring season. If you can believe it, we're already getting pumped up and putting um, our schedule out for summer. So typically we start in June, we kick it off with uh, Europe and North America. And then uh, we go typically through about October. This season, we're planning on about 30 events all over the globe so that we can make sure that candidates from all over are getting this opportunity to engage with schools. So we're really pumped about where we are. That's great. Uh, no rest for the weary. No, no question. No question. It's funny that as we're still executing on our spring events, we're starting to you know, prepare schools for registering for the summer events and looking ahead. And what we found is typically you'll see it's summer and fall be, be larger um, in terms of the recruitment season, because some people are choosing to apply for, you know, the season that's coming up. So typically recruitment season does fall, summer and fall. So as we're closing out spring, we're anticipating having quite a large season coming up for us. Great. Just as we wrap up here, we'd love to get some advice for applicants who might be thinking about applying this spring, what would you say to them? I, I always take my advice from when I was a recruiter. And I would always tell candidates, if you are emotionally, financially, if you're in a place where you're ready, submit that application. There's no harm. People think, oh, it's too late. We're probably for most schools around the round three deadline right now. And then oftentimes schools will go into a rolling admissions process. There's a reason, right, why schools offer around three. There's a reason why schools offer rolling admissions after that. And that's because they know that some people might not have found out about their program until now. They might have had different work circumstances or family circumstances. There's a reason as to why somebody might not be applying until now. Maybe you just didn't have the courage to hit submit until now. But that's okay, too. There's a reason why schools are still accepting applications. So if you feel like you would be ready to start the next semester, go for it. I always say, I said it before, but the next few years, one year, two years, three years, if you're doing a part-time program, they are going to pass no matter what's stopping you from saying, let me hit submit because you don't want in a few years back to look back and say, man, when I was listening to that podcast, I really should have hit submit. I wish I would have. Go for it. Absolutely go for it. If there's a spark inside you, again, it's not too late. There's a reason why schools are still accepting that applications. And if it doesn't work out for this year, it can always work out for next year. So I used to talk with a lot of candidates during my recruitment days that said, I, I want to apply now, but if I don't get in, I don't want it to look bad for me for next year. And that's just not the case at all. One thing will not affect the other. Let's, you know, I, I encourage candidates to in to ask themselves, what would happen? What would happen if you did get accepted into a program? Do you feel ready? And if the answer is yes, hit that hit submit. It's totally worth it. That's great advice. What advice do you have for some of those professionals 
who are thinking about applying next fall may get started and maybe get a head start and get off oh, to the right foot. You know, there absolutely. There's always, there's just so much information out there. And again, I think the benefit, it's counterintuitive, but the fact of the matter is that we've been forced to go virtual, but that has, again, also forced schools to say, how can I personalize this experience more? So what I really encourage candidates who are looking a little further out, whether it's for, for next semester or the semester after that, take advantage of those opportunities to get to know the school beyond just what you've heard in terms of brand awareness. You want to make sure that culturally there's a fit there, that you like the teaching method, that you feel inspired by some of the alumni. So take the opportunity because schools are constantly offering opportunities to chat with current students or to chat with alumni or to chat with faculty. Look beyond just what's their ranking or what are they best known for? Really try and take this perspective of overall fit and get to know a little bit more of the personal side of it. Because at the end of the day, if you wind up at this school, you're living it, living in day in, day out, especially if you're pursuing it as a full-time program. So get to know beyond just the curriculum or beyond just the rankings, because most, if not all schools will be able to give you an opportunity to connect with really key players that are going to be major influencers for you, current students, alumni, faculty, career centers, right? They're a major player in this process. So use this time now to look beyond just the website and to really make that connection. And I'll tell you, it's going to benefit you in terms of your experience, in terms of your application process. So you really get out of it what you put into it. So, so spend a little time getting to know, again, the overall fit and culture of a, of a program for you. Janine Vernon, uh, North America Director of the MBA Tour, thank you so much for being here today and for sharing with us what you have in store this spring. We're excited to see what the MBA Tour has up next. Hi, everyone. LD here, and thank you so much for listening to the MBA Insider Podcast. If you liked what you heard, make sure to head over to Apple Podcasts and to write a review. It will only take 15 seconds. I'd also love to hear what you've been listening to on the podcast and any suggestions you have for how we can improve. Find me on LinkedIn or head over to mbaschooled.com backslash podcast.